Hey there, guys. Welcome back to our second episode of Is This Thing On? We are back with a bang. Two episodes, one week. Wouldn't even know ourselves, Alex. No, we would. In fairness to us, it is award season. There are constantly things to be talking about. So, I mean, don't get used to it, large audience, but, you know, (laughs) two episodes. Let's go. Exactly. The content is in abundance and we just have so many opinions all the time. So All the time. It's one of our few shortcomings. Exactly, we have very few. Mm. Well, I, where are we going to go, Al? Like, we have the Brits, we have the Oscars, we've had two major award ceremonies. Yes, Oscars arguably the biggest of them all. Um, the Brits maybe not so renowned, but I think enjoyable nonetheless. I feel like we'll start with the Brits. Maybe probably makes most sense. I think so. Sure, it was before the Oscars, so I think good starting point. Um, chronological order is always a good start. So you know, I'll open it up to you. Like, do you have any thoughts? I always think with the Brits, the one thing I would say is just as a little, you know, preamble, the awards themselves, like the Brit award is nowhere near as prestigious or even for the artists, I feel like they're not, it's, I feel like the Brits is more like a party than the, than the Grammys. The Grammys is very much focused on the actual act of giving out awards. And I feel like the Brits is just less concerned with all that. It's way more fun, way more, um, kind of self-deprecating and like even do- doesn't take itself too seriously I always think the Brits so for me the performances are always the um, high point of the Brits yeah which... I would agree with that because I suppose the Grammys in their way are kind of more like the big accolade so they're for the performer slash artist in that respect because it's kind of like look like this is my thing for the mantelpiece this is kind of like my physical way of being like I did great and then the Brits are also like that, but it's also a way of being like, you know what, I can let my hair down and enjoy this because they're always after the Grammys anyway. So kind of the big hold your breath moment is kind of gone. Yes, definitely. And I feel like maybe it's, a, I don't know whether it's a British thing, like, like you know, that classic British sense of humour or if it's just maybe they're not as, I, they're not around as long. So I, mean, I don't know what the reason is, but it's always a lot more, relaxed it's always a lot more like even uh, like the artists who are nominated are kind of they're all sitting around like these large like big round tables and they all kind of just get drunk and have a good time exactly like i remember watching some of the red carpet before it started and even some of the people who were doing the interviews were making jokes but say for instance the international celebs who kind of wouldn't be as familiar with british customs british humor and they were saying you know that tonight is more of a piss up than it is anything and <laughs> yeah. all of the artists were like ah yeah fair that's cool so you're like it is kind of a more relaxed setting, and I I'm wondering a way would it be more enjoyable for artists going, just because of the fact that there's kind of less of this kind of serious vibe. Mm. I feel like it's definitely a more enjoyable ceremony, even to watch. I find it more enjoyable. Um, but you, I feel like you also always get um artists kind of dipping on the ceremony itself. I feel like people are. I feel like a lot of people. Like, for example, when Ariana didn't go to the Grammys, it was kind of a big deal and this big story. And it was a major event, her not going to the event. The Brits isn't like that. There's not this kind of compulsory attendance that exactly. there is with the Grammys. Yeah, definitely. Because like there's still like a fair few big names who didn't show up who were nominated. And I wasn't really surprised. I was kind of going through the list thinking to myself, oh, I actually forgot you were nominated because you weren't there. Yeah, fair. So having said all that about it being, you know, not very awards based, it is an award show. 
you know, it's important to call attention to people who are being recognized in the industry. So I don't know if you have any particular categories you want to call attention to or reference, Laura, but, you know, you're more than welcome. I suppose for me, now I'm a huge the 1975 fan. Like, I think they're a brilliant band. I love their music. I think they're doing something different. I think your man, Maddie Healy, is very funny, but not necessarily in a purposefully funny way. Okay. And um, so they won two Brits. They won Best Album and Best British Group. And I think both of those were very well deserved because their album was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Really loved it. Like, had such good, like flow you know i'm not big into synth and yet there was plenty of synth oh plenty of synth plenty yeah. of synth synth for days it had like a good like <laughs> political note but then at the same time it had like this kind of fun boppy note so i thought it was a very good album and i think that they're like a good representation of british music at the moment so i'm delighted that they won and then i liked their um their award acceptance speeches as well because i think it was for best album they kept it really short and sweet and basically Maddie Healy just kind of read a quote from a friend. It was something to do with men winning um, awards over women, but not necessarily in that kind of capacity, but it was identifying when women win and when men win. And, oh, I wish I could call it off from the top of my head. But then in the second one, when they won the, I suppose, bigger award, you could say with Best British Group, he then Mm -hmm. was kind of like, just like, you could see how touched he was. And he seems to be a very kind of poised and put together guy. So I thought that was really sweet. I just, I was very happy for them that night. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the 1975 is by far and away the most interesting musical presence to come out of Britain in, like, I wouldn't say a long time, but definitely now, the last couple of years, I feel like they're, especially in the, like, if we're talking about bands and groups. Yes. I can't really remember a British band doing as much as the 1975. What I mean by doing as much, I mean, like, the even, like, visually, their videos are always trying to achieve something. That I think a lot of that comes from, yeah, from Maddie. But there's, yeah, definitely doing the most, but in a good way. Yeah, and I think you're right in terms of, like, obviously, Britain in general has so many incredible and kind of progressive and new and interesting artists. But I can't think of a group that's kind of made an impression like they have for a long time like even factoring in say for instance gorillas who are also put in the same category for um who are also nominated like i think they kind of have a similar vibe in terms of they're, they're different and their music is kind of not what you expect from a british band especially kind of from the like noughties and everything so i feel besides them i couldn't name another band that kind of does the same type of thing i would totally agree and i also feel like it's something that as a like as a I, I don't know there's a culture around that band that I haven't seen in the longest time I mean the, I'm not going to compare it to well I actually I'm saying I'm not but I will comparing it to a One Direction type kind of stan like yes. insane fandom but it's not that but there's a there is a culture around that band like that I find really quite refreshing in that it's very it's just so it's, it's so fucking cool it's very accepting it's very liberal it's very music based which i don't think you know for all i used to think that one direction i've got kind of a hard stick like the music wasn't bad i would never say that about one direction but it was more i don't know the the boy band element of it all i think that people got wrapped up in this yeah this is very much i think people get kind of enamored with the music i'm really here for that and just to 
go back to what you were saying before about the acceptance speech and and the friend that he was referencing. Her name is Laura Snapes. She's um, actually a really, really amazing music journalist for The Guardian. She wrote an incredible article about Brian Adams' recent um, sexual misconduct allegations that have come out recently. Um, The article is up online and I would really recommend anyone reads it. I think Maddie kind of pulled out a really good quote. And like, I think... I understand why people don't like I don't think they don't like the band I don't I think people don't like him I can yeah. kind of get I get where it's coming from <laughs> he can be kind of pretentious he uses these big words he has this idea of a grandiosity about himself that maybe sometimes can be unlikable but I I, I always just find that it comes from such a pure place I can't find it hateful or unlikable in any way I actually find it kind of endearing that he's willing to stand up there on you know, for a British band, probably the biggest stage in British music and say something like that. I feel, you know, where is everyone else talking about it? We can't criticise people for not talking about these things. And then when someone does, like him, criticise him for doing it as well. I feel like that's just hypocritical. Exactly. Like he's just, he's quite an all round guy in terms of, I like the fact that he's very forthcoming kind of with his own journey in terms of where his music has come from and where it's going. And that he talks about his relationships and he talks about his substance abuse. And he kind of talks about where his creativity spawns from. And he's very, very intellectual and he's very well versed in things. And I like that. But mm-hmm. of course, I can understand that that's why people might think he's pretentious. But at the same time, if that's your authentic self, how, how pretentious can a person call it then? I find when a person's pretentious, it's more fake. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. And it's just even to say from Scott from their performance, which and then when you look at it from the video, I love the fact that with the performance, he basically did exactly what he did from the video or as much as he could by introducing the, you know, the moving houses behind him with the projection and then having the, what's it called, the conveyor belt for him to do the dancing and that he had the hat from the video. Like, I loved it. So he's just, he's a very creative guy. He's very intelligent. And I don't know, I just, I feel he's getting bigger stick than he should. And in fairness, I myself was even calling him pretentious earlier on but I said it more as an endearing thing than yeah critique. yeah definitely um as far as everyone else is all the other categories I mean Little Mix won for best British music video for Woman Like Me and they also performed on the night that same song I mean the thing about Little Mix again does not to focus too much on the performances but like an incredible performance like with its choreography its staging mm-hmm. they know how to perform but the song, girls, that song is, it's trash. Oh, I'm not a fan. I just think, uh, for me, there was never a particularly exhilarating response to that song. And I kind of thought they were probably aware of it. But mm. their constant, you know, reliance pushing on it. it. Yeah, pushing it, exactly. Like, they could have done, like, I get that it's nominated on the night and you want to do that song. It's kind of similar to what we said about Camila Cabrera last week, but yeah. it's just... I don't know. I feel like it's, the performance itself is an incredible visual spectacle, but just the song isn't good enough. No, it's not. Like, I I like the fact that they, the choreography, in fairness, I only watched parts of it because it's not a song that I enjoy. Um, the choreography for it was brilliant and I loved this kind of witch wiccan kind of ritual that they had at the beginning of the song like I liked that kind of like strong female attention kind of towards like this kind of group and everything I thought that was great but so creatively well done to them and whoever came up with the production design for that whole number like well done to them as well but 
the song is just I'm not a huge fan of theirs in general but they are brilliant vocalists there's literally mm-hmm. no talking that and there's just no demonstration of their vocal capabilities in that song and that's pretty much what they're known for because of the fact that they were on the X Factor yeah I just think I get what that song is trying to do and I think it achieves it relatively well I suppose but it's not a song that you perform like six months after it's been released it's not that vibe no because it never made it that big no I'm not even that doesn't need to be a kind of you know that doesn't need to take that that box doesn't need to be ticked in order for it to be performed we saw Georgia Smith who I'd also like to call attention to she won British female solo artist which um I kind of thought Dua Lipa would just win that but glad that she didn't or Florence we love Flo we we do love Flo. We actually love kind of everyone nominated. But I'm so yeah. happy Georgia won just because I feel like she's the one I'm going to earmark as someone who could really blow up in a big way. Um, she performed a song that, you know, probably as a, a really good um, introduction to her as a person, as a musician, as kind of just an artist. Um, don't watch me cry is a really good introduction there and she just stood there and sang and that's not single it's not um a hugely popular song but it just worked it was just her and a piano and it was kind of stunning it actually kind of reminded me of when Adele did Hometown Glory at the Brits and that's the kind of career I could see her having I could see her coming out with a second album and it just blowing up everywhere because I'm glad to hear that because to be honest I was never really aware of her as an artist or anything um, obviously having heard her on the radio is different but you know when you kind of don't put a name to a song and she mm-hmm. does have a beautiful voice and it's definitely a performance I want to go back and watch who else was there that I loved oh no sorry but speaking of women with like gravitas pink my oh, pink queen I've loved oh. her for like I think nearly 10 years now I think she's sensational and I loved her performance. I know, I know that we're talking about awards ceremony and we keep going back to performances, but come on, that was so good. Yeah, the pink performance. Here's my where I stand with pink at this current moment in time. I feel like 2004, I'm Not Dead, Pink, We Stand. Who knew? It was one of my favorite songs of all time. Of course. We love that. I, I just felt like, I think I was a little bit fatigued in recent years. I think as a critique, her songs can kind of be a bit samey and in a way I think her performances then became fairly samey too I hate saying that because the woman is literally throwing herself around like she's literally flying through the sky but it became almost like a meme it was like oh here's pink you know get the harness out and there was an element to that um at the Brits but I think she's probably a little bit aware of it now and there was some actual like floor choreography and it was it was amazing her voice is insane it's such an effortless power and that kind of growl that she has is stunning and it was a great like it's 11 minutes I think the performance at least when I watched it on YouTube but it it, yeah it was brilliant it doesn't feel like that and she seems to just command the stage so well and if anything it's she's really selling the tour that she the tour she's coming back here I think in like um August time oh June is it June and I feel like she's really selling those tickets like she's letting everyone know that when you come to the show you're gonna get you're getting your money's worth yeah you're getting your fucking money's worth yeah because I love the fact that she did a whole like pretty much 
collab of lots of music from like her past three albums essentially or did she do anything from, from Funhouse? I don't think so. But that's the thing. So I wasn't mad about The Truth About Love. Three of the singles from it are great. It wasn't my favourite album. I loved Beautiful Trauma. I thought it was really good. And I love the fact that she's always been political and she's always had a very kind of social activist kind of vibe to her. And she's never been afraid to show her voice. So when she got to What About Us at the end I and the, just what they were wearing and the dancing and then the very last image of having all the dancers and herself with her fists in the air covered in this beautiful graffiti text inspired all these outfits are oh, I just I there's just something about her she's just very powerful her vocals are very powerful and her messages are always really powerful and I just think that she's such an eye-catching person because of not only the fact that she has such a great great creative mind as to how she stages things because obviously she included the aerial part for when she did I think it was try and then of course she had that beautiful projection for when she oh well maybe it was try the dance anyway it was all beautiful and I, I think the woman's brilliant <laughs> you stand <laughs> We stand. That is the be all end all of pink. Yeah, I kind of feel I'm I'm back on board the the pink train. If sort of tentatively, I'm I'm okay with her not. I okay. I think maybe for the last maybe five years, I was kind of waiting for her to do something maybe a bit different, a bit outside of the comfort zone. You know, try and push herself somewhere else, and that didn't happen. But now I've moved past that, and I'm over it. And we're just here, like she does what she does better than anyone else does it and if that's not good enough for you well then i don't know well then well then get out get the fuck out of here so i know that we're talking about award ceremonies and how we're kind of avoiding chat about the awards themselves and we're focusing on performances but when when they're that good they have to be discussed but the one other thing from the brits that i want to bring up i wasn't kind of paying attention to many interviews in-house because i was too focused on what was happening and just too involved in pink i love her but Jack Whitehall, good choice for a host because he is quite witty and he's quite funny and he's a very like big British comedian at the moment. Makes sense. However, his interview with Sean Mendes was incredibly, incredibly awkward and I don't really understand why he went the direction he did. Hmm. I don't know if you watched it, but basically, now as the internet knows, he, he being Sean Mendes, is one of the faces of the new Calvin Klein campaign. And the photos were up last week. He's looking great. He's in great shape. That's all I'll say. <laughs> great shape. <laughs> but, so obviously, like, loads of people are talking about that. And when I was watching the red carpet interviews, a lot of people were bringing it up with them. And he had to, like, sign a pair of, like, Calvin Klein jocks, which is relatively funny. He didn't seem to be too perturbed by it. But... Then, when he was inside talking to Jack Whitehall for the little interview segment, instead of kind of addressing the fact that, like, Sean was there for the Brits and that he was there being um, nominated for international Best International Male Artist and all of these things, he just kind of talked about the Calvin Klein thing. And you could just tell that Sean was... I don't know if it was just that he was over it or if he was just kind of awkward about it because... Jack Whitehall held up his phone being like, oh yeah, you're my wallpaper. You know, you're just a gentleman who's rocking out with his jock out, which was kind of funny for everyone else. But his face was just like really tense and you could even kind of see him be like, okay. And he then said, he's like, this is all the people are going to like talk about with me for the next month. Yeah, I think he was definitely uncomfortable. Um, The thing I have with that whole interaction, I'm like, first of all, 
I just think Jack Whitehall is so hit and miss for me. I find him hilarious and then equal parts. I'm like, you're a douche, like shut up. Mm. But what I will say is Sean Mendes has, you know, we assume on his own free will, gotten involved in an advertising campaign in which he features pretty much semi-naked. And mm-hmm. the idea of that campaign is for people to talk about him. And while I understand his, his kind of frustration at being at a music award ceremony and being nominated for his music and the award show host kind of, instead of focusing on that, focusing on his, you know, physical attributes, I get that frustration, but I'm also like, it kind of comes with the territory a little bit, especially after you've just released that type of photo shoot. I think it had, you know, have you released a photo shoot like that and no one talked about it? that would have been an issue as well. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. And I completely agree with that to the extent of, obviously when something like that and kind of something that no one really expected at all, especially for that to drop so close to such a huge award ceremony, it makes sense to discuss, but it makes sense to discuss like on the red carpet before the show. I just think using it as part of his segment throughout the show for a few laughs, it just, for me, I was just kind of like, you, you could do so much more. Like you could kind of make jokes anything else like for instance he did like discuss about the fact that he could drink obviously in England because of the fact that he's 20 and he couldn't at the Grammy so that was brought up but it wasn't really fleshed out I feel he was kind of grasping at straws just for a few laughs yeah I can understand that I still think Sean's reaction to Jack I think as a person and and his joke is what I find most interesting I would love to understand like I feel like he must have known people were going to talk about it I'm sure he's exhausted by it but it didn't come across to me like that he was just kind of irked by the whole thing it kind of it comes across he looks uncomfortable yeah and I I don't know it's a strange one it is definitely but I suppose that's just me being overprotective I'm trying not to turn this into the Sean Mendes show but I have to bring him up no, I feel like, arises. yes, and that was a fair, I mean, everyone was talking about it on Twitter, so it's a fair subject to broach. Yeah, um, I mean, and if it was we, Brits related, so I'm not going too far off topic. Yeah, we're, we're right in that ballpark. We are literally in the ceremony, so it's definitely on brand. Yeah. So is there anyone else we would like to mention, re Brits? I don't think so, to be honest. I feel like there's just so much still to discuss when it comes to the Oscars that, you know, like Brits, as much as we love you, you're you're not you're not the biggest star in the sky right now. Like let's let let's let the Oscars glean. Yeah, so when we come back, the Oscars. And we're back with the moment we've all been waiting for. It's Oscars time. The biggest award show, I think, ever. You know, I feel like it's the one that everyone looks at, even for fashion, for the actual awards. The host was a big um, drama this year. Like, it is really the crown jewel in awards show season. Couldn't agree more. Because, like, it has a little bit of everything for everyone. Because not only does it talk about all the different attributes that go with, like, film. It has, as you said, the fashion. It has kind of all the, like, little bit of tidbits of gossip because of the fact, like, there was no host. But then even when there are hosts, and like, you kind of have to see the dynamic of the host kind of with all the, all the like, guests that they get involved. Like, it's great. And then it's just, even, like, even at the musical, the music fans involved as well, you know? Like, it's just, it's an all-rounder. You can't not like the Oscars. It does, yeah. It is really, it kind of takes pretty much, it takes at least one box for, I think, everyone. 
Exactly. Um, I think just as a starting point, I mean, as they're literally entering the ceremony, I would just like to quickly jump on the fashion bandwagon. I don't know if you have any opinions on who was really well-dressed and who wasn't well-dressed. Um, if so, let's hear Okay, I suppose I never really identify who wasn't well-dressed because I just feel it's a bit mean. Like, let everyone wear what they want to wear. There's definitely a few things that can be questionable, but strokes are folks, man. But my favourite look, I think, of the whole night is... Now, she's Amanda Stenberg. She is an actress. I don't think she was nominated for anything, but she did, as far as I know... What did she... Was she did she present... It wasn't Best Picture, but she was involved in one of the presentations of something. And she wore this beautiful 1920s inspired gown and it was just so well tailored. But then she had finger waves in her hair, but it was done in cornrows. And oh my God, the styling was just sublime. Sublime. And so is this your best dress winner, do you think? Are you going to, you know, stand on that ledge? I think I will just because now, was it the most like extravagant look or was it kind of the most classic look? No, but just it was just so well styled that for me it just really stood out because it was different to everyone else's now I don't know if I'd say it was a kind of the most like Oscar worthy dress I don't know well in fairness like Helen Mirren looked amazing in that red dress as well that she wore she Mm -hmm. looked beautiful in that that was very Oscars worthy and then at the same time Gaga also looked beautiful she kind of gave me she looked amazing oh she did and she kind of gave me the Golden Globe vibe that she had last year when she was wearing like that beautiful black classic dress like she again went for like this beautiful black classic look with like this kind of hint of extravaganza yeah that look is all about that tiffany necklace like (gasps) it is all about it isn't it and that's why i feel like the dress is understated but in a good way it just it draws the eye upwards exactly that necklace literally shines oh it does and do you know the story behind her wearing the necklace no, but you're going to tell me. I am going to tell you. I love it. I only found out today uh, when I was having my little Instagram trawl. But the last person to wear it, ready for it? Audrey Hepburn. And that oh. she, she wore it when she was in, when she was in um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So isn't that just a little bit of magic? That is a little bit of magic. Um, so anyway, I want to just mention... Um, I don't know whether this is showing my basic side, but Michelle Yeoh from Crazy Rich Asians, who wasn't nominated, I think her dress is absolutely, it's, I'm like, whoa, it's stunning. It's like this shimmering metallic beige <gasps> chiffon number. Oh, and it's beautiful. It, it is, it is, it's, it's gorgeous. I think it it's. It was absolutely stunning. It was so classic, so well tailored. The color of it was beautiful. Like she looked like royalty, to be honest. It was she very looked regal. amazing. Yeah, and maybe as a final little nod in the fashion direction, Billy Porter's tuxedo dress. Oh, amazing! It's everywhere. It's ama- it is amazing. Fair. But it, des- it deserves play. to be everywhere because it was just like it's the his fashion has been sublime. Kind of the past was it at the Met Gala that he wore that beautiful caped outfit? He wore this gorgeous, like bejeweled silver cape I think was to the Met Gala last year I will have to fact check that but he's just he's going for all of these looks and he's turning all of these silhouettes that just aren't being done and I'm loving it yeah and I feel like 
much like the Met Gala, men's fashion at these things is always so drab and boring. It's like, oh, look, a different coloured suit. I mean, okay, yes. crazy cool, but like, you know, stop living in these little boxes and like, you guys have so much money and wealth and fame and like, wear something different. Wear something that you wouldn't see on like any high street, in any yeah. suit shop, in any tailor. Like, wear something that's a bit like, oh, whoa, like, okay, get it. Exactly. And he did that because not only was it just like it fit like a glove, but it was such a showstopper. And as far as far as I remember, I'm pretty sure that he opened the red carpet. Did he? That's good. That's a statement. I think he did. And I love that because like you're not going to forget him walking down the red carpet. Definitely not. No. So I suppose we should move on to some of the awards as much as I'm enjoying the fashion talk. But I think the awards are important. I feel like, you know, we've rambled. Let's get to the actual awards. Now, in fairness, Alex, our opinions are very, very valid and important. Very oh, important. always. Oh, sorry. Let us quickly, just really quickly, like it's like we're on a roundabout. We're just going to turn around really quickly. Casey Musgrave's dress. Casey Musgrave's my number one. Amazing. Like very, I think this last week or two has just been Casey Musgrave's world and we're just all like living in it. And I think she nailed the fashion again tonight, which is great to see really carrying the momentum of the grammys forward to a wider audience even again and we're here for that now i will not deny she looked absolutely beautiful and there was very much a kind of a pink frou-frou trend this year with the oscars it's just not a dress for me i think she looked great but it's just it's not something that i would kind of ever highlight as a favorite of mine but again like casey musgraves can't really do any wrong she's a great woman we love her you do, well, you in particular love her. I think she's fabulous. Yeah. I love her too. But Friend of the podcast, Casey Musgraves, we love you. We love you. Can't wait to have you on as a guest. Can't wait. Okay, so awards. Let's go. Awards. Okay, so I have some personal faves. What are your personal faves? Okay, well, we. I feel like we'd be mad to start anywhere else other than Best Picture. Yes, of course. It is kind of the one that people hold their breath for. Yeah, so I'm sure we've all seen now Green Book won Best Picture at the 2019 Oscar Awards. Um, I have some thoughts. I don't know. Have you any feelings in particular? Are you disappointed? Are you happy? Are you sad? What's the thought? Like, what's your feelings? At the moment, I'm going to say that I'm indifferent because I feel like the message that I had is very good because I can't... What decade was it said? In 19... Was it the 50s or 60s? But it had a good message. So I'm happy with that. I'm also happy with, like, it was a very visually pleasing film. Like, it was well edited. I can kind of understand where Best Picture came from. However, there are others in the category that kind of tugged more at my heartstrings as to why I'd want them to win. So let's hear your thoughts, because I feel that mine aren't solid enough. I just feel like, I think in fairness to the Oscars and the Academy, they have made a conscious effort, I think, to be more inclusive to be more diverse, to be more accepting of all demographics. And I feel like Green Book, if I was to look at all the nominees, is the most paint-by-numbers Oscar Best Picture Award winner in that lineup. I think it is a good movie. I think you could even call it a great movie. But I also think there's all this kind of slightly problematic story surrounding um, its director um, the co-writer with his has like um, Islamophobic tweets that were uncovered recently. Mm. Um, I also think you have 
two other movies in this category directed by black directors who are also talking and deal with race um and yet not i won't say ignored because i actually think on the whole every film nominated here kind of came out of the night as a winner if that makes sense no i'd agree i feel that this year the academy definitely included a lot a, a much more diverse grouping of nominees than they usually do and i think what's nice is it doesn't feel staged it feels it feels for me at least and this could be i don't know this could just be me kind of looking at it through roast into glasses i feel like the people who should have been nominated were nominated for once in terms of i feel that a lot of a lot of it before could have been a bit of just whitewashing and kind of ignorant and just kind of the pretty much the people who kind of fund the academy i feel like kind of their say was maybe taken into account too much or kind of their their mar- like was marketed more towards them so i'm really happy with the fact that it was more diverse this year even when you look at the winners but i suppose for me who who would you have wanted to win best picture besides green book like i said i kind of would have been happy with literally any other movie winning there i think i really enjoyed the favorite although are we thinking best movie of the last year i don't know i just personally really enjoyed it like my heart would have loved black panther to win i yes. never thought that was a reality so i'm not i wasn't hugely shocked i would still say i was disappointed um a star is born i also loved um black plans when i love i i i don't know i just felt i don't know when they read it out i was just like okay green book okay mm. i suppose for me the one that i would have wanted to win was black Landsman because i loved that film and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet because that wouldn't be fair. You have to watch it though. It's just a necessity. It's just, it's so well made. But there's a part that happens at the end and it really sums up kind of how important the film is. Just as far as like kind of like politically how important it is and just has, it was just so well edited and this like the screenplay was so well adapted that for me, I feel it was snubbed a little bit. But again, Green Book, like it, it, it did deserve to win because it was a very well-made film. And we have to keep in mind, best picture, it's not just taking in like the direction, it's not just taking in the production design, it's taking in it it in as a whole entity. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was very well-rounded. Yeah, I think it's well-rounded. It, you know, the cast is good. Like, let's just ignore Viggo Mortensen's slightly, well, not slightly, problematic <laughs> um, roundtable episode. But um, yeah, it's a really well-made movie. It's not undeserving by any stretch of the imagination. It's just maybe not the movie that owns my heart and doesn't really ignite any fire within me. Yeah, that's. I suppose that's fair because no one is ever going to be 100% satisfied with what, with kind of, with who wins. Like, for instance, even look back at last year with um, The Shape of Water. Like people weren't fully satisfied with that. Like I can't even remember the year before, which is even worse of me. But like no one is ever going to be entirely satisfied with particular winners. And best picture is always the most controversial. Mm-hmm. So I suppose for me, kind of one of my big ones was, well, first of all, I was just really excited that Black Panther had how many nominations? I can think of three. Are there more that I'm? No, there must be. Were there four? How many do they have? What? Yes. So there's and a I minimum think... of three. Okay, so the three that they won were Best Production Design, Best Costume Design, Best... Was it... Oh, Sugar. What was the third one? Uh, Best Original Music Score. Yes. And there was one other thing I think that they were nominated for. 
but even just basing it off those three so obviously when it comes to costume I have a bit of a like vested interest because of the fact that I'm training to be a costume designer and I was so excited because first of all when I saw that film the designs for that were absolutely incredible because of the fact that they were so different to anything that's ever been in a Marvel film. Yeah, before. definitely. And they were stunning. They like the research that went into them was absolutely spectacular. And they just completely made the world of the film come together. I was so happy that a period costume one didn't win because it's very easy to do that right because it's all about research. But to create a universe with costume like that is so, so hard. It would agree. I think it is visually stunning. The costumes are, I think, without fault, really. Um, just to talk about the score briefly, I mean, Kendrick Lamar executive produced that soundtrack and it's incredible. It's yeah, what, what a, a man. man. And like, yeah, Honestly. like SZA and um, him, like refusing to perform that song is, you know, was a choice, but understandable. And I, you know, stand by them for that. We love SZA as well. I will kill anyone for her. But um, yeah, I would. Yes, you would. But um, like, I'm just so happy to see a superhero film. These movies have always dominated box offices. They have huge amounts of fans, you know, comics, all these other things that like people invest in these movies, not just Marvel movies. And yeah. to see it recognized at like, you know, I, like I don't think I could have seen 10 years ago a comic book movie ever being nominated for Best Picture um, at the Oscars. No, not at all. And the fact that Black Panther is the one that did it, I can only imagine how proud that team of people are to have to have like received that accolade because it deserves it it really does it was so well edited it was just so well choreographed like everything about it and I suppose the fact because it was such a pinnacle film because it had more than just Black Panther in it because there were like the cameos of other actors and everything but it never you know veered off of it being the Black Panther Mm. film so also another movie I would like to call quick attention to our best animated movie another superhero movie and one that i would have frankly died at had they been nominated for movie of the year which i think it should have been spider-man into the spider-verse i know people i can hear the people eye rolling from here but honestly what a movie and it won best animated movie very deservingly so but i think our next step is to see an animated movie an animated superhero movie in that best picture category that's what i want i i agree with you i would love to see that and i feel we're getting there slowly with each year where they're like people are opening their eyes a bit to the fact like let's not have this stagnant stuffy award ceremony let's actually look at artistry on so many different platforms and i love 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 the fact that the academy this year opened up to um screening the whole award ceremony and not just kind of the most anticipated awards Mm -hmm. because that that was that was monumental so let's get animated films there because to be perfectly honest so many animated films have come out that are at the standards that can be nominated for like for like bigger awards like best picture or for instance, best soundtrack or these type of things. Now, I won't lie, I didn't see Spider-Man. It's on my list, but I'm not surprised at all 
that it won because I heard so many incredible reviews from Yeah, the show. it's really it has been really well received. I think across the board. I think sometimes the Oscars, you know, you have like these kind of critically acclaimed movies, and then you have these kind of audience um Favorite. Yes. And I feel like certain movies just line up and they kind of seem to be equal parts adored and I feel like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is definitely one of them and if you haven't watched it and you're thinking I'm not going to watch that it's a superhero movie and then I think you kind of start to dilute like if you think about like okay moviegoers then you have superhero moviegoers and then you have animated superhero moviegoers I feel like you kind of dilute your audience but I would really recommend anyone who likes movies to watch that movie it is a great movie yeah exactly and just to throw a nod towards animated films animated short that won do you remember us seeing Bow? It won. And I loved when I saw that because I thought it was so funny, so clever. It was so sad, but really sweet. I was so happy to see that that one. I thought Bow was great. Everyone has to, like, I think it was like five minutes long, five to ten minutes long. Just watch it. It's really endearing and it's quite Very funny. Endearing. And it's just really, really well animated. So I highly recommend Bow. Just to throw in Bow. Just yeah, like, mod. call attention. Let everyone know. Like, Let everyone know. I suppose, what else did I really want to talk about? Oh, I wanted to talk about some of the acceptance mm-hmm. speeches. So, my favourite of the night, personally, Olivia Colman. Yes. Like, how endearing is that She one? is very likeable, isn't she? Almost too likeable. Oh, she Sometimes is. she got, I, she's just these things, I'm like, you're, you've just won an Oscar for Best Actress. And I'm kind of going, huh, but that's the cynic in me. I try not to go to that space because I find her totally totally adorable and just oh I just wish she was my mom I know or like your auntie you just want yeah. your family you'd love like she'd be the one that would just be the best of Christmas you know like she'd be great oh I love her and I think I'm actually so happy about the fact that she won because first of all her performance was stellar she she really was brilliant and I love the fact that she's kind of making she's now being typecast as like various queens but the fact that she was Queen Anne and now she's going to be Queen Elizabeth again when uh, when the Queen comes back to Netflix I love that but I just love the fact that she got nominated and won for an award that was a queer character that doesn't end tragically yes this is important, an important note to place and I think it stopped I think at that, as far as I'm aware that's the only award that movie um, the favorite, obviously, um, won, and so I'm glad she won, even just for that movie as a whole. I think uh, Rachel Weisz, amazing, Emma Stone, amazing, all in that movie. Even the direction in that movie is great, costume design, all those things are great, and it's nice to see a movie deserving of accolades being acknowledged. Definitely, and I also love the fact that Emma Stone was clearly more excited about Olivia winning her award than Emma Stone was winning her own award last year. <laughs> Emma Stone is, I'd say, another fun one. I think I think she'd be pretty fun at Christmas. I think the cast of the favorite would just be great on a night out. Yes, them all. I would agree. Yeah, j- just to throw it out, I they feel would like have they a good time. Would, but they would. We have to attention to Glenn Close and I suppose Amy Adams, probably the night's biggest losers or at least most frequent losers. Glenn Close. Now, yeah. I feel, I kind of thought this was going to be Glenn Close's year. I'm not going to lie. I know. No, in fairness, I haven't seen The Wife, so I'm not well-versed in her performance. Mm-hmm. I just remember her winning, was it the SAG with Lady Gaga yes. that she won? So it tends to kind of put a person on a pedestal to be like, okay, it's likely that they're going to do well and win. Kind of when, when people win in the award ceremonies before 
the Oscars. So I, I did you see the wife? Did you enjoy her performance? Kind of what is like I find that like as a performance, like as a movie, it's a good movie. I'm not going to probably ever watch it again. Might be uh, yikes, but her performance is incredible. And I think just coupled with um her winning the kind of lead up awards to the Oscars I think it kind of feeds into that narrative that this is going to happen this is going to be her year it was her seventh nomination she probably should have won in her very first nomination Loki so she's had six since then and I think this was would have like had she won I don't think anyone would have had anything bad to say um no definitely. so this is her seventh she's incredibly yeah, talented yeah undeniably so so this is her seventh loss um not ideal Peter O'Toole is the only no. actor who has more with eight. So we hope that she doesn't... I mean, I would. we obviously want her to be nominated again, but we don't really want to be a member of that club, I don't think. No, like, especially because I find it quite funny, the fact... So how many times was Leo DiCaprio nominated in the end? Was it three before he got his win? Oh, I feel like it was more than that, but I actually don't know. Poor Leo. I feel I feel it was minimum three, max four, to be honest. Like, it wasn't, the, the, it wasn't that many snubbed times. But, like, then to kind of ignore the fact that Glenn has had so many nominations and she's missed out makes me so sad I'm kind of like people need to draw attention to the fact that this woman has had an incredible career and people don't get as up in arms about it as they have a kind of like younger more mainstream actors and I'm like don't ignore Glenn Glenn is great. great she is great and Amy Adams is great and I think she's such a talented actress and I p- think people don't really give her credit for being a serious actress. Oh, you poor Amy Adams. I actually really feel for her a little bit as well. I mean, well, I actually don't know who I would feel more for. Glenn Close has obviously been involved in the industry for a much longer time. Um, but mm. Amy Adams has had a lot of nominations in a relatively short space of time. This was her sixth yeah. nomination overall and she obviously lost out to Regina King's like great performance in If Beale Street Could Talk. No one is upset that Regina won either no oh God, not at not, all not at all not at all like in fairness th- this year the performances were very strong in the acting categories that I don't really have a bad word to say about people who are nominated because I do think it was a very strong year so we can't really be mad at those who won no and I think it's the same for picture of the year like I, I'm not mad green book won it's just I, I kind of think they did a really good job with the um, nominations this year I think they did and to be honest I'm also really happy that Rami Malek won for there's two reasons so I'm a very big Queen fan and I thought that the film was beautiful I do think that some things weren't addressed about Freddie's life that should mm-hmm. have been for instance I know that a lot of other fans are kind of dissatisfied with how it wasn't really addressed kind of like it was addressed that he would he was gay but it kind of didn't address like his kind of his queer entity and the fact that it kind of glazed over the fact that was he bi was he gay like there was this kind of whole mismatch over his identity in the film that kind of a lot kind of bigger stan I would just consider myself a fan as opposed to a stan but I know that the standum was kind of in uproar over it to be do honest. queen have stands oh they do they very are much they all do. like middle-aged men with like weird perms no, strangely Aww. enough, there's like no perms, no mullets that Aww. I can speak of. I have a fair few fa- friends who are my age in our 20s. We are at, um, Alex. Mm, early 20s. 20s. Early. Mid-20s, but 20s. yes, 20s, early mid-20s. <laughs> and, and I have friends who would have been much more dissatisfied than I was. Because to be honest, I wasn't really. I thought that Rami Malek did a beautiful job because you could see that he had done so much research into Freddie Mercury himself to pull off 
what was I won't go as far as say Freddie reincarnated because it wasn't but when you pair up Freddie's performances against what Rami did like pretty much step for step he did a brilliant job I would agree however I have a slightly I don't know if it's problematic opinion on that movie I don't like that movie I okay I don't think it's a particularly well made movie I don't think it's I think what holds that movie together is his performance which I think is amazing it's great he does he does amazing he almost it's like you know you have to kind of double take constantly throughout that movie to be like oh like I forget that that's not actually Freddie Mercury exactly like he he really like it was on the nose but yeah keep going um and then obviously the music is great and I think between those two pillars it holds that movie up but the kind of you know your kind of bits in between that I don't think are particularly exceptional in any shape or form no the the editing of the film was very strange strange, to be honest very strange so it was a bit lackluster there but as far as Rami went I think I think he did such a good performance that he deserved the win and I'm also just so happy to kind of see the fact that he as far as I can tell from what I've read anyway he's the first person of Egyptian descent to have ever won an Oscar and I'm like that's amazing that is amazing it is and then also just kind of going on that note as well going back to Black Panther for production design and for costume design the two women who won that are the first African-American women within those categories who have ever won so I'm, I'm glad to finally see more recognition and just the fact that you know not just women, but just kind of people of colour in particular are getting these accolades. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and like you said earlier, I think it's really important to note that it doesn't feel forced or contrived in any way. It actually feels like exactly. these women are deserving. And frankly, it's ridiculous that like a black woman has never won those awards before. But that's, you know, we can't change that. But what we can change is the Oscars as an entity moving forward. And it's nice to see that they're at least acknowledging that maybe, you know, we can be a bit more varied in our choices. Yes, definitely. So I think that they are definitely making strides at improving and it's good to see that it's finally happening. Exactly. Um, on my own um, side, the only other thing that I really want to acknowledge is Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's performance of Shallow. Like, wow. I'm so happy that they performed it because... It is an iconic song and it definitely deserved not only to be nominated, but the win. Like it was, it was a beautiful song. It's a moving song. It was, it was nearly the song of 2018 when you kind of think about it because it was everywhere. everywhere. And their chemistry the chemistry. Oh my God. The chemistry is undeniable. I felt bad for Bradley Cooper's girlfriend. I'm not going to lie. At the end, I was like, she's going to kiss him. And it, this is not rehearsed. It's, it, there's just a magnetism between the two of them that I find amazing. Like, even they weren't introduced. The music just um, started and I just stood up and walked up. And it's all very natural. And oh, it's as if now, as stupid as this is going to sound, it was kind of like it was as if it was like a stage movie. You know, when you watch a movie and that happens naturally within a movie where like the, the guy and the girl meet eyes across the room music starts playing it was like one of those beautiful staged moments but it didn't feel no it felt very natural and i think that is just their their chemistry is just enough to carry pretty much anything interesting just as a quick tidbit that song is actually very close to going number one on the billboard hot 100 this week yes which would be um a huge deal 
a huge deal. And I feel oh, totally... Oh, considering how long ago it was Yeah, released. and I think totally... Well, see, the Billboard Award... Like, the Billboard... Sorry, not awards. The Billboard chart is such a slow-moving chart nowadays. Yes. Um, it's not t- entirely surprising. But I think... No. You know, okay, so look. Ariana's number one, Seven Rings. She needs to kind of drop down on the kind of radio play in order for it to happen. But I think we would all like to see that happen. I think it's deserving. I was actually going to bring up Ariana there because of the fact, like, I am so astounded with just how incredible she is. I know that, like, pretty much with us, Scott, it always turns into the Ari Sean show, but standums, they, they, they stand strong. But um, basically what I was going to say, because we were talking about the Billboard chart there, I love the fact that not only does she have the number one album, but the at least last week she did have the number one, number two, and number three singles on the Billboard chart as she well. She did. And apparently... The la- do you know who the last people slash person slash persons to have done that is? The Beatles? Yeah. Yes, the Beatles. Yes, it was um, the Beatles. The first solo woman to ever do that, which I think is an important um, recognition we must make. I just think, like, look, let's not... I don't want to ruminate on Ariana too much because, frankly, if you start me, I won't be able to stop. But we are very proud, um, deserving. But, yeah, let Shallow go number one. Thank you so much. <laughs> So, I guess that's the Oscars 2019 wrapped, covered, done. Wrapped, covered, put a bow on it, done and dusted. I have to say, we've had a very good month for content. February has been bouncing. We have had a good month. It's been intense. It's been constant, but it's it's been fun. It has been fun, and I've enjoyed it, to be honest. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing if there's any of the same in March, to be honest. Yeah, March better, you know, up its game. Well, I mean, it hasn't even started yet, but I'm already letting March know that it needs to do bits. Um, Low-key, here's my bold prediction for the month of March. Taylor Swift album, March 25th. You heard it here first. I'm oh, like, yeah. I know. I mean, like, let's see. I mean, here's hoping. Sure. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, Let's wrap we this We can up. discuss that in the next episode before <laughs> we fight and the podcast ends on the second episode. Yes. So that was <laughs> that was our second episode. Is this thing on? Wrapped, done, dusted. I mean, that's what we repeat ourselves. Let y'all know it's over. But we will see you back here next week. And don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>